Welcome to Introverse Galaxy. I used to think that it was something wrong with me. I didn't understand myself well, and I thought I was weird. Well, I'm still a little weird, but I thought that I was crazy or, or something was wrong with me because I was having trouble being myself around people. I didn't understand why I felt so strange in my own skin. And with time, I've been learning about myself and now I realize that I am not alone, that there's a lot more people who feel this way. And I want to share their stories and some of my stories about struggling with social anxiety, learning about myself. Welcome to the Introverts Galaxy. I'm so excited today. I got a really uh, good friend of mine that uh, I haven't talked to him or hanged out with him in a while, Adrian, and he is a real estate investor that I met when I used to live in Florida. He's also the owner of My Wife Vice. My Wife Vice, Adrian? Yep. Yeah. My Wife Vice. My Wife Vice. And I've, I've, I like Adrian. I've learned so much from hanging out with him, and I really wanted it to get on, I wanted him to get on the podcast and share some of the uh, stuff. So we're going to be talking about limiting beliefs, negative self-talk, self -talk, meditation, finding your why, and we are going to have a conversation about all this stuff. Adrian, can you take a minute and tell everybody uh, who you are and where you are? Yes, thank you, Richard. Uh, I really appreciate the kind words. Um, well, I have not been moved around the country as much as you have. I was born here in Tampa, and I now live in Plant City. We are the winter strawberry capital of the world. And I moved around the area a little bit. I moved to Sefner when I was 20. Actually, a little bit before I was 20, but I bought my first house when I was 20 in Sefner. Finally made it back to Plant City it was 2012. Married my beautiful wife in 2013. And a year or two later, I think it was, I I learned that my real estate investing I had been doing was only a hobby. What I call I learned the real side of real estate investing. So the, the re is where we've met. And I just never looked back since. It was a, I didn't think it was a hobby when it was. But then once I learned it was, I just done straight. Forward. Uh, we played around a little bit in different niches, and now we're in the niche of buying mobile homes with land, and that can be any size lot, and then we use them as rentals. And most investors don't like them, just one reason we love them. And where we're at in Central Florida, there's not really the negative stigma <clears throat> that a lot of people think of with mobile homes. I mean, yeah, there are some bad areas of mobile homes, but there's also some bad block homes in the same areas. So we look for them in decent areas where someone would want to live, not has to live, and we use those rentals. Coming up on a year now, the beginning of this year, I accomplished one of the best goals I've ever accomplished in my life, and mm. I replaced my wife's income with my business income. 
and this allowed her to work when she wants to work. So she's in the RN, so she's in the medical industry, and so she is a PRN, what they call it. So she, some months she works zero hours, and some months she chooses to work thirty or forty hours. It really depends on her. And the rest of the time, she works helping me out, keeps me in line, travel. We do a lot of cycling, working out, just living healthy, awesome life. And I went out with Adrian because he does. He goes out into neighborhoods to look for homes that he can uh, acquire, buy, and he does door knocking. He talks to people. And Adrian and I, I haven't said this, are also part, I was also part of the same Toastmasters International Club, a place where you go to become more confident speaking in public and gain more confidence with uh, social skills and, and, uh, and, and other things. I did not know that Adrian was that comfortable talking to strangers like this. So when he told me that he was going out to do that, I was like blown away. I was like, oh, we do this? This is crazy. So I went out with him and I saw him do it. And I thought, how is this guy doing this, talking to people, complete strangers like this, door knocking, and also is a member of Toastmasters. Adrian, what was that like? Was that something that you were nervous about starting to do that? and? Tell me more about that. Well, both of them at different points in my life where I was extremely nervous. <laughs> uh, there's a uh, which in Toastmasters we ding the bell to let each other know that we're using a crutch word. But anyways, first time I was at Toastmasters, I probably said uh, two or three minutes I was supposed to be talking. It was terrible. And the only benefit of that day is it was only up to go. I couldn't get any worse than I was. Wow. And <laughs> three minutes and you spoke saying Oz the entire time? That's all I remember saying. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> but like I said, I couldn't go nowhere but up. And one of the best things I heard someone say at Toastmasters is one of the trainings I was at. The guy said, if we sell anything, we sell confidence. And I fully believe it because I, mean, I was scared of public speaking. I still get the butterflies. I'm not even close to a pro, but really, once you get over the hump of, or you feel semi comfortable, especially in your Toastmasters group, you really do get more confident. I think it's the number one or two biggest fears in people's lives is public speaking. I know I was one of those people still out of there it's moved down once you overcome it at least a little bit it really does help in other areas of life so and why did you join sorry no you you went into the toastmasters why did you join toastmasters i went because i was looking to get outside of my network for real estate i when you go to just the real estate meetings everyone's in real estate and I just decided once a month I was going to go to a different type of meeting. And gone to one of just entrepreneurs, and then I went to Toastmasters, and I never went to another different type of meeting that year. And I just really liked the group of people. I've been there for about two years. I can't imagine ever stop going. 
friends with the people. They're I'm always getting a little bit better. There's some amazing people in this club. I mean, people who have been doing it for 30 years. They're just amazing. So it's just the nonstop growing. Many people that I, I, I met joined Toastmasters because they want to be more confident speaking in public. We actually were looking for places that you could network. Then you saw what yep. it was about and then said, I'm going to stay here and, and improve my public speaking and my confidence. Exactly. I had, I didn't even know about the confidence side. That was just a benefit that just happened to, to come along. I didn't know that was going to happen. The public speaking, I didn't really have a, say a goal to speak publicly. I just knew it was one of the scariest things I could think of doing. Mm -hmm. Right. Let's try it out. You sounded like you were nervous about doing it, but the thing is that you ended up delivering good speeches, dressing up. I was like, whoa, this guy had the confidence to dress up like a cowboy here, and he's <laughs> working on his confidence? I was, I was very impressed that you were able to push yourself to such uncomfortable, you know, things. So it, I'm just a little bit, I'm, I'm impressed, but also confused. What, what's going on? I think the... I think the costumes help give me a little bit of confidence. I don't know exactly why, but I think it makes the crowd more comfortable, your audience more comfortable when you look fully the part. And I just enjoy being different. Mm -hmm. and costumes and dressing up and going all in is one way that I achieve that. Wow. But, you enjoy being different. Yeah, and I I we have a theme every week at our Toastmasters and I love dressing up any type of theme that I can dig into my costume co closet and pull stuff out. I do it. Like the other day it was baby it's cold outside. Rare here in Florida. I wore eight jackets, eight layers of jackets. Holy. But I literally I couldn't move. I was like this. I, my arms are stiff. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. You know, everyone else wore like one jacket and you know dressed kind of the part, and I decided I'm gonna wear them all. Oh my god! You got a picture of that? Yeah, there are some. You yeah. gotta put some in the show. <laughs> yeah. If you let me. Look, Halloween is one of dressing up for Halloween is one of my favorite uh, mm -hmm. parts of uh, of that. So yeah, I, I, I like dressing up. I bought a dog costume that I never got to wear because we didn't find a place, a party here. <laughs> one suit dog costume. Nice. Little tight too, so very uncomfortable and awful. <laughs> it would have been perfect. <laughs> Look, um, I get nervous about, hmm? I, I'm a member of Toastmasters. I don't know if you can tell, but I was nervous when I, uh, and I still get nervous doing this right here. This, well, as I've heard it said many times, my little brother's when I when I really remember, he says that it's it's good that we get nervous. Like he worries about the day he's not nervous before he speaks. He thinks there's gonna be something wrong that day, and I agree. I think you should have a little bit of butterflies. You're not just too laid back, and you understand what I mean. Like if you are not nervous at all, I think you're not taking it serious. 
So good after that. So I mean, a little bit of butterflies is, I think, very healthy. Could be my excuse. What do you mean, butterflies? When you go to speak and you get nervous, or go back to the beginning, the first couple of uh, times you spoke at those masks, you got nervous. What did that feel like to you? Oh, well, no, the first couple of times, it was nervous and my mind shut down, went blank. Nothing happened. That's it. I was done. Now, I can go through my speech or what I'm going to talk about, and I realize I'm talking fast or hey they always get on to me for not moving around the room enough because that's one of the items i'm working on right now so i could process this while i'm giving my speech which that's probably the biggest improvement so that's okay you told me i need to move around and i need to sound more exciting so I, i'll do that sprinkle it in more because i remember it i can think and speak at the same time. When I first started, I couldn't think or speak. <laughs> My whole brain is locked up. And but that's the beauty of Toast Matter. It's it's truly a safe room. You know, my club's a smaller one. I think we're usually around twenty people there. Never more than thirty. You know, the same people every week. We meet every week. You just you get comfortable with each other and you see these people that, are amazing and then you see them mess up you're like oh they're human mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. these guys have been doing it for 30 years and they just messed up oh that's awesome <laughs> yeah yeah I, I remember that it feels it feels good you're like oh yes i'm not the only one who makes yeah. mistakes yeah those masters um it is a safe place and if you've never been to a meeting yet and you're curious, go to Toast. I'm going to put it in the notes, Toastmasters website, so you can, you can search and find a meeting near yeah. you. And when you go as a guest, you don't have to pay anything. You don't have mm -hmm. to, you're not required to speak. You may be asked to say, to say your name so they know who you are mm -hmm. and how you found out about the club. You say online or whatever you want to say. Found it. But it's very, it's pretty safe. If you decide to become a member and eventually speak at the meeting, to you like the meetings and you want to be more comfortable speaking in public, then you um you get feedback at the end of a, of a speech and you get instructions or you even at some point get mentors that help you through your first couple yep. of speeches. And the feedback is to me the one of my favorite parts because you see from different people things that you can do to improve. And not mm -hmm. only that, but you also get positive feedback. So you see what you're doing well, and you can focus focus on what your strengths are. Because one of the things that you get, like, like some people will say, oh, your humor. I really like your humor. So you see, oh, wow. So I thought I was funny. I'm not the only one. It's not in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, I probably learn more when other people are being evaluated and getting feedback than when it's about me. They usually kind of know what I should improve on, but when they like either point out something really small that someone did that's really well, or like I said, some of these people that are just amazing in the club, something they can improve on, I'm like, wow, that's awesome. I didn't even realize they're doing that. And mm -hmm. I learn more from other people than the critiquing on myself. Yes. That's all. I think Toastmasters is probably the cheapest form of coaching if you want to call it coaching or self-improvement i mean it falls in a lot of these categories 
it's got to be the cheapest of any thing out there. It's, it is. It's just an excellent value. It's you get so, so much, and you, you said you know though, that you learn a lot from the feedback. I also want to say something. I learned how to give feedback. Yeah, that's pretty hard, isn't it? It's. I didn't know <laughs> how bad I was at giving feedback. Even with my kids, I've learned. Mm -hmm. Stop focusing on only the negative. They do it in a nice way. And everybody's learning there. So some people are still learning how to give feedback. Mm -hmm. But the way they do it, they give you positive feedback. And then they give you things that you can work on. It's not. They're not going to attack you say, oh, you suck. Stop doing this. It's not like that. It's really nice. Yeah. Everybody's there for the same thing, to be better. And then once they are better, they stay because they like it and they want to continue to help. It's really cool. I'll put it in the show notes and check it out. Yeah. Totally agree. Okay, let me look at my notes because you see, I don't remember everything. I have a <laughs> perfect memory. So, being yourself. So, you highlighted that being yourself. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, what you wanted to talk about being yourself? And, yeah. This one is harder for me to put in words. I know I get this, I'll say, I'll call it a trait from my dad. My dad has always been himself, uh, different. He's not, you've met my dad. He's not the normal guy. He doesn't really care what most people think. He's just him. I love your dad. He he's just says it. People I've met. Yeah. If you think he's funny, he loves it. If you don't think he's funny, he doesn't understand it. He still loves it. He doesn't yeah. care. <laughs> and he reminds me a lot to not really care what other people think. Just this being me and as I've studied and done a lot more self-improvement I realized as much as I thought I had been just myself I, I'm like yeah, actually I, guess I really do care what some people think and it's been interesting little journey I've I've learned that I, I'm I'm not a negative person for the most part we all have some tendencies in our brain so I just just say whatever I feel and think and because I'm not a negative person I'm not really worried you know if I was always down and negative I should have to be worried about being myself but I don't know I'm a, I believe I'm a pretty positive happy person so because of that why should I worry about what I say I totally relate with that and so many people relate with this I am struggling uh, with this issue, and I've improved so much. I'm still working on it. We all are. Yeah. I don't think there ever is a end. What did you? I was afraid of being judged. I still am sometimes, and that's what stopped me the most. And all the work I'm doing with me to grow, to be a better me, is helping me. So what were you afraid of? Were you afraid of being judged or something? Something else? Um, here's a, I'll say a, one I'm going through right now. Um, again, like I said, I, I like being a little different. Uh, I wear Speedos when I go out, wherever, the, the pool, beach, any of that. I'm very confident, feel great. A bunch of my friends do. I'm in my realm. But I'm going on a cruise with investors. Mm. And I, I don't know if I feel comfortable wearing it there. Hmm. So I've been going back and forth. This is for the last two weeks now. Maybe three. Well, 
I myself, if I'm wearing the Speedo, but now I'm worried they're going to judge me. And then they make all these jokes about, oh, so-and-so is going to have to wear a Speedo. Just like most guys, you know, you make the jokes. It's a funny thing. So I'm in the middle. I don't know. Do I just be myself? And if I'm going to do it, I'm not going to just wear the one I have. I'm going to make a special one for this cruise. <laughs> I'm not just going to be the normal Adrian with a Speedo. I'm going to go above and beyond with it. Have a someone made. So I know this. This is something I'm like. I'm currently debating, going back and forth in my head. I believe because these guys are they're fun guys. Uh, I don't know them all real well, but I believe I wear the speedo. I'm just my happy self. It's going to be receptive in a good way, and they're all going to laugh. It's, they're probably all going to remember me better as well because I'm the one that stuck out. I'm <laughs> the one, that, the guy that had a Speedo on. After That's seven years, point. no one's wore a Speedo of this cruise. And now this new guy comes in and a lot of repeat people. They're all buddies. Yeah. This is my way to being remembered. I, so I believe I'm going to wear, I'm going to get one and wear it. But I am a little nervous, which upsets me that I'm nervous about something that is truly me. And it's okay to be nervous. And yeah. I think that's really cool that, you, you know, bringing that up. I don't know what to tell you because <laughs> I cannot give you advice. <laughs> and you're not here to me to give you advice, but I don't yeah. wear Speedos. I'm not there at that comfort <laughs> level. I have been inspired by you and your friends wearing Speedos and even putting it on social media <laughs> that I wore what looks like a Speedo in public at the pool. <laughs> I was like, man, they can do it. I want to have some fun. I did it. And my <laughs> yeah. wife was like, yes. Look at that. Look what he can do. <laughs> but yeah, whatever you decide, you let me know. Yeah, I, I'll let you know. February. The, the cruise is mid-February, so I'll, I'll let you know. In about, well, I guess a month and a half. <laughs> okay, a well. Look, I, I I relate a lot with that. And there, there's... There's things that we come across. It's different. This is not simple. Sometimes it's complex, like you know the speedos. Agents worry yeah. that he'll be known as not only the my wife buys home, but my wife buys homes, and I wear speedos. Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, here's the way I usually calm myself now. Say something like as silly as this, as wearing a speedo or not, is are they gonna just truly hate me and not talk to me anymore? These aren't negative bad people so i don't feel like they're going to do that at all so that's that's the worst case that i can't even imagine happening they're just like you're disgusting get away from me I'm never talking again it's not these type of guys they're they're not douchebags so that's not going to happen and even if that did that's the worst that could happen to me that's not that bad yeah and most of the time when i feel this way and i go ahead and do it things work out for the better I would mm -hmm. say 90% of the time so I remind myself of that of what's happened in the past and that's why I end up doing it whatever it is whatever it is the thing that makes me a little nervous I think that you may inspire some of them and the next day they may show up in a speedo yeah speedo, speedo sales are going to go up <laughs> <laughs> you're going to help the, yeah, the, the shop at the cruise you know, I used to, um, so one of the things, I used to be afraid of being judged. Mm -hmm. I thought, I didn't think that I was good 
my personality, I, I had a lot of my personality. I, I, I didn't want to be myself. I was afraid that people would not like me as who I am. So I've been working on that and noticing that the more I am myself, the easier it is for me to make connections with people. It's really funny. Yeah. Instead of hiding back and just, you know, this is Robert Richards everywhere. <laughs> Not that, you know, I just be myself and mm -hmm. if you like me, you like me, and I'm taking that approach. If you like me, you like me. If you don't, we just don't connect that well. And it wasn't meant to be, and we just move on, right? I so, totally agree. So. Can you talk a little bit about limiting beliefs or negative chat talk? Something you wanted to say? Maybe you have a story or two? Um, well, my mom has always, my, both my parents, so I remember my mom in particular, um, always said you can do anything you want. You can be anything you want in life. She was that type of mom that anything I want to be, I can be. And I think between that and I love Tony Robbins and Tim Robbins, the two of my favorite motivational, self-help, whatever you want to call them, classify them, people. And they are both very big on the story you tell yourself. And so I never had a lot of, never had a lot of negative self-talk. I've always had some, and I still do. I, I still catch it. I'm like, out of all these years I've been studying it, and I've been telling myself that, and I just now realized it. It's easier to see it on someone else than yourself. And then the limiting beliefs, I never thought I couldn't do things. I just never thought I couldn't do them, but I also didn't think I could. Does that make sense? I know that sounds a little contradicting. I was never on the negative side. Like, no, you're no way you can do that. But then it was on the flip side. I was like, man, that's a lot of work. I don't know if I can do that. So, this it goes to this was a story of how to eat an elephant. It's one bite at a time. These big, overwhelming things don't seem that hard when you're doing it one little step at a time. And one story I can think of when it's this topic that will probably be in my mind forever of, of being able to do it was the end result goal was, like I said, my wife being able to retire. And we needed to do about two and a half times the monthly cash flow that we had during, at that point, one year. So I needed to over double what I had done in 10 years, one year. That was the goal. And I was telling her, I put a big board up, I had it broken down. You know, this should take 10 deals on our average deal that we've been getting 10 lines there i have it numbered i have the total every time i got one deal i put it up on the board and i put now that produces probably about 145 dollars more added that and i kept telling her in a year you can retire and beginning i was having trouble fully i'm like in a year i'm gonna do this in a year but i have a coach and he called me to do this and i was like okay i trust you and then as we're going through, she's starting to see the math and numbers and the momentum gaining. And we made some good moves. And I would say it's like eight months in, she started like, okay, this, my husband's a little serious here. This is, 
this is for real. Mm -hmm. And I just kept saying it over and over and over. I kept telling her. So it was a positive reinforcement for myself and for her. And one year later, she committed to her side and quit. I was a tiny bit shy of the monthly goal, but I had already committed. I had told her in one year, I told her in one year you can quit. And, and I just was a little shy in the monthly income just because of the way deals worked out. But that's it. I mean, we did one small deal at a time. I, I saw the momentum growing. I gained more confidence, which made it easier to go out and make the next deal. That's it. In the moment, it's a momentum. I think that's it. You get these small little things going, and it makes it a, a lot easier to believe. You need to tell yourself, that's it. I don't like the, the, the idea of fake it till you make it, but I understand the psychological side of, of you have to, if you're not doing anything, you have to fake a little bit tell your mind that it's possible. If not, all you're doing is tell your mind it's not possible, which is worse. I, I that, that rant, hopefully that rant made sense. <laughs> no, no, I, I like that. And um, the negative self-talk, I've talked myself out of doing some stuff, out of doing things. And I've learned from you. Oh, yes. I learned from you a, a few things. I remember... One thing, something that I I uh, I stopped doing last year was to tell to say that I'm trying to do stuff. Mm. And when there's something psychological about that, when I said I'm going to try to do this, I don't say that anymore. I am eliminating out of my language, and you reinforce awesome. that for me. Whenever you heard me say try, I'm going to try to do this in real estate. You say no, not try, just do it. Mm -hmm. And you did that. You were a positive influence. The negative self-talk that awesome. I've had in my head that I've talked myself out of doing stuff, I'm replacing it with positive influences. Like you were a positive Awesome. Influence. When I saw you had in your car the word why, I saw that card in your car for months. And I never, I don't know if I asked you right away, but eventually I asked you. You told me what it meant to you. And then I, I it took me a while to go and learn more about what that meant to you and what you said mm -hmm. it meant. But you were a positive influence. And I see that you 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 go to motivational events and you mm -hmm. listen to motivational speakers. You have positive influences in your life. And tell me a little bit about some of those and what does that why, you wrote why in big letters mm -hmm. in the card. What does that card mean to you? Let's go into it. That came from the Simon Sinek. He's the start with why guy. That's what he's most known for. And you just have to look it up. And he's got to be one of the top TED Talks or um, YouTube videos of all time. And the idea is you just, everything you do, why are you doing it? So it kind of makes you think a little bit of why you're doing that is are you doing this for a good reason or are you just doing it in spite of someone or you're upset and that's why you're doing it it helps helps me really think of yeah, why i'm doing it um it makes me i believe it helps me be a little more pure and as far as this you know, self-help i mean the tony robbins is one of my favorites i wish i would have Followed Jim Rohn whenever he was alive. 
I've been to one of Tony Robbins events. We're actually going in April. We're going for my birthday to London to another Tony Robbins event. And wow. It's be my second, and my wife is coming with me. So it'll be her first. Wow. And they are amazing. I mean, 90% of what happens there, I had already seen on YouTube. It's nothing new, but you come out 90% ahead. I mean, the energy there, and I think it's like 55 hours in three days. I ate less than I normally eat. I slept less than I normally sleep. I moved more than I normally move, and I had more energy than mm -hmm. I normally have. That usually doesn't add up, and it's just, it's the energy. Um, he's one of my favorites. Uh, there's a few others. Uh, John Maxwell. I, think of, I can send you a few other guys I, I follow. William Sumner, I think is his name. He's out of Denver, Colorado area. Rod Khalif. I'll they're, put them in the show notes. Yeah, I mean, all these guys are great. They're all they're all saying the same thing. But they're wording it a little bit different, and, and you know sometimes it takes 30, 40, 80 times until it finally gets through our head, and mm -hmm. they're like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And then you realize you've heard it forever, and it's a little learner sometimes. And, and that's the whole listening to. There was a point in, in my life that I, I I was not interested in listening to that stuff. I was not there. I was not ready for the master. And now I, when, when I see these things, I'm, I'm seeing it as removing some of the negative stuff around me. Because some of this, I had negative influences in my life. And I'm removing them with positive influences. Yeah. Positive self-talk instead of the negative self-talk. And some of this stuff, when you're ready, isn't it like they say, when you're ready, when the student is ready, the master shows up, something like that. Mm -hmm. I, list, I didn't like Tony Robbins when I first heard it. I didn't like his voice. I did not like him. And I don't know what that was about. Maybe there was an e ego part of me that was envious. Yeah, I think that, that happens with us. Maybe I thought, I don't like him, but in reality, there was something else. I don't know what it was that was envious of this person of his success i don't know but now i after i heard uh you talk about him i went back i saw his netflix uh documentary and i i love the guy i like his his voice is weird i didn't like his voice I like his <laughs> what the heck so the, stuff like that may happen to you and that's something else that there's sometimes difficult conversations that you need to have with yourself. I sometimes don't want to have difficult conversations with me. Like, why really are you thinking this? Why don't you like this guy? Why do you really do what you are doing now? Mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't want to think. I didn't want to think about that because I didn't want to find out. I was afraid. What was I going to find out? And reading, I'm reading the that book by Simon Sinek, Finding Your Why. Oh, yeah. It's totally so good. I recommend it. It's helping me. Because in, it's, I'm, I'm losing that fear of learning mm -hmm. what it is. Why do I really do the things I do? What is really my why? I don't want to fake this or, you know, uh, or demean, 
deceive myself into thinking that I'm doing it for this reason and then getting to where I thought was the goal and then finding out, oh shit, I fucked up. This is not really what I wanted. You know, it wasn't really money. I wasn't after money. I'm not happy right now. I want to really find out what my why was and I have an idea what it is and go for that. So when I get there, you know, I'm happy. And yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm already very happy and I'm not where I am. I'm enjoying the process and I'm enjoying it because of all this work that I am doing. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. It's the, your why is, and I need, I need a stronger why because before my why was to get my wife out of the job. Now, I don't have that one that's strong as that. So, I've been productive this year, but I know if I had one as strong as that one was, I would have done even more. I'm happy for you. I remember when we talked about finding your why, you told me you wanted to get your wife. Uh, you wanted to be financially independent, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you, you told me about the plan, and I'm happy for you, man. I see you succeeding, and you're an inspiration to my wife and I. Thank you. I told my wife about this, and she was like, "Oh man, that's like, that's exciting." So, my wife today for the first time started. She told me today, "I'm reading about being financially independent, and that's one of our goals." We made a list, one of our mm -hmm. goals that I've had in, as in myself, but now my wife is on it too. We want to be financially independent. So, as my coach told me when I started doing all of this. I was like, but I want my wife to grow with me. I want her to, and he's like, no, you can only focus on you and you can't buy her these books. You can't give her anything. You just do you. And she's going to see the change. And then she's going to like, I don't know exactly what he's doing, but he's nicer to me. He's happier. Things are better. Let me see what he's doing. And it, and it worked exactly what my coach said. It sounds like you just did the exact same thing. It didn't give up. You just went on your own. You just kept at it, kept at it, kept at it. You showed her, hey, I'm I'm doing this for real. I'm a better person every day. And then she's like, we're doing this thing, so let me see what's going on. It's yeah, mm -hmm. powerful stuff, man. It's hard. It's hard to go and start doing that on your own when no one else wants to really do it with you. You're just you're on your own. And that's the hardest time. I remember when you first told me that, do you, and don't try to change your, your spouse, and that's not easy. I was struggling with that. Yeah. I was stressed out about that because I was telling my wife, oh, look, I'm doing this. You should be educating yourself on this. And you, again, one more thing that I learned, yeah. you told me about that. I, I don't know if I asked you about it, but you told me that, and I took it easy. I was like, okay, let me relax and work on me. Yeah, I mean, I did probably the worst I could have done. I bought her six books for Christmas, and that's all I bought her. <laughs> I don't think she will ever touch those books, even now that she's into everything. I don't think she'll ever touch those because of what I did. Like I shouldn't. Right. Have, yeah. So it, it, um, it, it bothered her that you gave her those books. That you, and it's yeah, I gave her what I wanted her to have, not what she wanted. And uh, yeah, it was a big mistake. So I'm um, not going to buy her books. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I hadn't proved anything. And maybe it'd be different if I had proved something to her, but I hadn't proved anything. Mm. so yeah that, that was a 
looking back, that was a big mistake. I mean, I don't regret it. You know, you always learn from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, I'll learn that. So don't give her any books. <laughs> yeah, I'm a better gift giver now. <laughs> <laughs> she told me about the, the what she's doing that she's reading, and and I, I awesome. just listen. I just listen, and and I started thinking in my head, should I tell her about some books? And I thought, no, 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 let me just hold off and listen. So I did mostly listen. Yeah, that's what she wanted. That's awesome, man. I'm I'm happy for you. Thank you. It'll be easier because, like you said, this is lonely. This path, once you you know going in, in, in this path, it's a lonely place. Maybe mm -hmm. most of your friends are not into this. They're not thinking about this, so you, it's hard because you don't you want to talk to somebody about it, and you don't have somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. So this is something that why Adrian and I also connected because we could talk to each other about the things we were learning. The, this path that we are on of being financially independent and finding mm -hmm. our wise and stuff. We enjoy talking to each other. Yeah. And, and you got to make some friends because when you're financially free, which I can't imagine ever not working, but if I want to go get have lunch on Wednesday for three hours, I need some friends that don't have, aren't stuck to a nine to five job to go have lunch with for three hours. You know what I mean? I just want to go to the beach on a Thursday in the middle of the day. Normal people can't go do that. You want to fly, fly me to clear water, bro? <laughs> Whatever I am, I'll drop everything when you, you know, at that level. Yeah, if I want to go play in the snow, I'll come visit you <laughs> yes. most of the year. <laughs> you got it, brother. Now, motivation, I want to talk a little about motivation because mm -hmm. this is something else. Bro, I've learned so much from you. Oh, I, I, don't know you. That, I don't think you know that I've no. been all this stuff. It's awesome. You know, I'm so honored. Meditation. I, I meant to say meditation. I think I said motivation. So there's some things that I've, that I, in the past, I wanted to do. And seeing you doing it, you talking about it, it made mm -hmm. me move to it faster. And meditation was one of that. I wasn't being consistent. And even today, before our meeting, I was really nervous. I was starting to get really nervous. And I thought, you know what? This, this is something I want to do. I want to meditate. I meditate, right? And I had not mm -hmm. done it today. And I said, let me meditate. And I sent you a message. I'm going to take three minutes. And I did it. It made, it helped me relax a little bit. Mm -hmm. Quiet my mind a little bit. Tell me about you and meditation. How you got into it. How's that? So I got into yoga first. And yoga can overlap some with meditation. And then I got into, probably started I'd say a strict actual meditation was when I was doing the Miracle Morning. How Ron, you can just look it up. It's meditation part of it, and that was probably two and a half years ago. Two years ago, I started doing that, and I have meditated. Maybe I've missed three or four days since. I just love it. I started out. It's hard when you start out because that two or three minutes feels like an hour it feels so long when you first start out but now i can't if i put on for three minutes like a little timer on meditation app it's over instantly i feel like i took four breaths and it's over so now mm -hmm. i usually do 10 15 minutes that's a comfortable amount of time some days i'd be 20 it's whatever i just i've gotten it's hard Meditation is very hard at first because all you think of is everything you have to do that day. I even thought about putting a pad and paper next to where I sit down. I got my yoga mat behind me, my block, and everything. But 
I just kind of forget about it and go back to just focusing on breathing or whatever. And some days, you know, I don't do well. And some days I do awesome. I'm, I stop caring that I have to do well. I have to have no thoughts. You just relax. I've gone through all different types of meditation, all different apps. My current favorite app is, I will look it up, um, Insight Timer. That's my current favorite one. Insight and Timer. Meditation. There's, there's an app called Meditation. But Insight Timer is my current favorite. And I have no idea how many free ones they have on there. It's got to be in the thousands. Anywhere from like three or four minutes to I've seen some for like an hour and a half, two hours. Which I'm interested to know what happens for that long of a meditation, but I've never decided to go that long. Meditating for how long? What was that? I missed like that. an hour and a half, two, three hours. I've seen meditations on there for it. And that one reason I like that, I like variety. So they have every type of meditation. If it's a guided one, if it's just sounds and music, if it's uh, about stress or about anxiety or about sleep or about performance, they all are a little different. And which I enjoy because I'll take a little piece of one when I. Maybe once focus on breathing, mm -hmm. and I'll learn something from the way the person's guiding that one, and then one that's just sounds. There's no guiding or anything. I'll use what I learned on a previous one. Mm -hmm. I, I love it. I can't imagine not meditating anymore. I do it every morning. I will need to be better at doing it in the middle of the day. Like you've used it in a perfect situation you were a little nervous you realized it and then you decided to act and meditate that is to me picture perfect there's so many times when i'm reflecting there in the day at the end of the day i'm like at that point in the day i should have taken three minutes because i've done that at times just like you did and felt so much better i've done it i get to an appointment and see a, a seller and i'll be there early and all of a sudden, I just feel a little nervous and pull over in some side of the road somewhere, throw my seat back, throw the timer on for three minutes, and I feel so relaxed going into the cellar. And it's, it's awesome when you can do exactly what you did today. Like If I could do that every day, I would. my performance would skyrocket. I, I think my favorite quote, yeah. I was going to say my favorite quote, I love quotes, for meditation is, you have to slow down to speed up. Hmm. And that's probably my favorite quote revolving meditation. It, it is so true. It doesn't make sense until you, you try it. I love that. I'm going to put it in the notes. You have to slow down to speed up. That's cool. I, I really, I, I've done it with uh, other episodes. I feel nervous. I meditate before it. And it's something that I, in the year that I've been meditating, I've learned that when I am stressed out or I'm in pain because of the carpal tunnel, sometimes I get aggravated when I get stressed out. The pain gets aggravated, so mm -hmm. I meditate to relax. So I look, Toastmasters, I'm saying a lot of souls. <laughs> so, um, I meditated and it was not easy. Meditating today was three minutes. And by the way, you may think it's nuts. Three minutes meditation, that's nuts. Well, I used to do to try to do the 30 minutes, one hour meditation, and that on YouTube did not work. 
And I yeah. don't understand why. I thought, my God, I'm not meant to meditate. That's not what it is. With Headspace, the app, and I learned that you start slow, yeah, short, because it's not easy. Your mind is so all over the place. And it happened with his three minutes today. My mind was all over the place. You, you wanted to talk. You wanted to think about the microphone, the meeting invitation that I had to send you. But eventually, I was able to quiet my mind a little bit. And just the act of doing the meditation, just thinking, um, just relaxing. It, when I was done, I felt relaxed, more relaxed. Still not completely calm, but I, mm-hmm. I felt less anxious. And I yeah. And it felt good. One of my big, I'll say, goals, and I haven't wrote this down, I even made a plan to do it, but have you ever seen the guys that like put a needle or a knife or something through their arm, their skin? Like, mm-hmm. That's all through the mind control meditation and the blood flow. That sounds awesome. The way that they control it, mm-hmm. it's a little scary, the idea of a needle. I don't like this. So something going through my skin, but just the, the full mind control of the body being able to do something like that is what I want. So it could be like your carpal tunnel or you know if I have shoulder pain that day to really be able to like mentally come to peace funnel my energy and the blood flow to that spot and heal faster. I believe that that's possible. I can't say I I do that. I don't, maybe I do, you know, I, I, I work on it. I hmm. can't say for sure. Like I sat down, I was in pain. 15 minutes later, I got up and I was fine. I don't think it's quite like that. At least not yet. Maybe after 25 years of meditating, I'll get to that point. But those are the things that are really, really interest me about mind control and relaxation. Hmm. And, and we're not saying that you should go out there and stab yourself with a javelin. No, no, yeah, you probably should put a disclaimer on here. Yeah, I did not disclaimer. say that. <laughs> Agent did not say that, and he's not going to go chop his arm. <laughs> but I do understand the point, what you're saying, yeah. the, the mind-body connection. And for those mm-hmm. of you that thought that that sounded crazy, my doctor is the one who recommended to me years ago. Oh. Of the carpal tunnel pain. She and my physical therapist, they recommended that I should do, should see a, a psychiatrist and start meditating. That's awesome. Meditation techniques. And I saw a psychiatrist who did the first guided meditation with me. That's awesome. That's how I started with meditating and learning about meditating. It was through my doctors. That's cool because not that many doctors say, prescribe that or talk about that. You know, that's, that's, that's really encouraging to hear. Yeah, I didn't. I thought they were full of shit. <laughs> they told me that. I said, "Are you? I, I thought, are you serious? You think this is in my head?" I didn't understand. And then my occupational therapist gave me a book. Mm-hmm. Said, "Read this." It was short, and it was called I think, "The Mind Body Connection." And I couldn't believe it. There's science behind this. There is yes. a connection. I definitely believe that your mind and the, the your body and the mm-hmm. and pain and all that there's a connection there and i learned more about it and through relaxation yes and meditation it has helped it has and i mean imagine when you're stressed and your muscles are clenched and tight you're clenching 
sometimes you're not thinking that you're doing that stuff, but that is not healthy. I mean, it's mm-hmm. science that stress causes many health issues. Yeah. A lot of science behind all, all this. If you want to uh, look more into what he and I are talking about, I'll put them in the show notes. There's, I want to make a recommendation for a podcast that's on meditation. It's the only meditation podcast I listen to, and it's called Meditation Studio Untangled. Okay. And I haven't listened to it in a while, but one of my favorite stories I heard on there, the interview, the person she was interviewing, would basically go to prisons and started this program to help the inmates with meditation and they started getting this data and inmates that they were having meditate and go through all this were doing much better when they got back into the real world out of prison and weren't relapsing going back into prison and everything like the the statistics were phenomenal Mm. it was a really interesting episode and like to me that Things like that are awesome because it's a whole other topic, but our jail system's terrible. We feed people negative negativity in those and everything. So for someone like that to have gone in there and just helped people get out of the system of that, it's just it's awesome. They had such a demand, they didn't have enough people to, uh, to, to continue doing it. More prisons were wanting it. They had more and more people needing it. So it's, yeah, it's a pretty awesome thing. Wow, that, that's really good. Yeah, I hear you. you. Uh, I thought you were cutting out because you started going that, and you had your eyes closed. I thought you fell asleep at first on my story, and then I realized the screen was just freezing. Oh, okay. I didn't feel, I didn't fall asleep with your story. I, I was, like, so engaged, man. <laughs> enjoying, this is one of my favorite talks so far. I'm really enjoying this. It's, it's one thing that i I'm seeing is that I'm picking stuff from meditating. With time, I'm learning more. And on this this journey that I'm on of learning more about myself and I want to be more myself, I'm learning more. Uh, I'm picking stuff up through the meditation and understanding myself better. Something that, that I've been thinking about recently, because I heard it somewhere, is that we are we live and grow in different environments and situations and some of us you know we we uh we do things we focus on parts of us and we develop them to protect ourselves we may grow up in a situation Mm -hmm. that we develop this part of us more than others and some of the, the things that we develop more may not be good things but we 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 do it because we need to protect ourselves whatever the environment is yeah that we are growing in and with time you know we may come to a place where we are now thinking about this and wanting to be a, a better version of or you froze and I'll, I'll say if i'm on the first of all i work pretty hard when these conversations happening me having to listen to someone because that's just not good for my own mind but if i am in a conversation especially it's on the phone. I have in the last few months done really well just remind myself to smile as big as I can the entire time they're talking negative. And it makes it pretty difficult for me to jump on the bandwagon and start talking negative and blaming and just being this 
down person. If I have a big smile on, I have found it to be much more difficult for them to rub off on them. So that's been one of my recent uh, life hacks, tricks, whatever you want to call it. To, it's very easy to get fucked up with that negative talk or that blaming. Now, there's been times I've heard, you know, people are in that conversation. I ignore it, ignore it, ignore it, and then all of a sudden I'm in the middle of the conversation. I'm like, how do I get here blaming all these people that I don't agree with? What's what, what happen? And yeah, so I, it's now that's what's right now. A big smile on my face. I, I don't know if I can do the big smile on my face. <laughs> you know, big smile on my face because I, that's something I'm working on on, on smile. <laughs> I feel like sometimes my smile is not, uh, it's kind of weird. But that's another conversation. <laughs> what I say to that. The limiting belief. My real, yeah, my limiting belief, that's bullshit. My, my smile's not weird. I have a great smile. I want to say that my first real estate deal, I got into the, that deal years ago with the wrong people and it didn't go well. And I used mm -hmm. to blame them so much. And then their fault, their fault. But that's bullshit too because. I was so new and newbie, I could have prepared myself a lot better than I did. And a lot of that was my fault because I was so green and new. I didn't know what I was. If I had the knowledge, so I see it as education, part of my education. And not yeah. because shit happened to me, but you know, this shit happened. And some of it was my fault. And I can do better next time and do things different so that this shit doesn't happen. <laughs> My my dad always says to that point, he's that it's okay to make mistakes as long as you learn from them and you don't make the same mistake twice. Boom. And if you're making it three times, sometimes that's when I got spanked. <laughs> you can spank. Life will spank you, right? Until you learn your lesson. Yep. Adrian, this has been such a great conversation and I loved it. Thank mm -hmm. you so much, bro. It's been great. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate you having me on here, man. Insane. What's the best way to reach you if somebody wants to get in contact with you? Uh, email is probably the fastest, and then social media. I I really limited myself. I get on about once a day now. But uh, Adrian, A D R I A N at mywifeby dot com. I'll put that in the show notes. Show notes. Yeah. Yeah. There. Social media accounts too. Yeah. Social media. You know. I'm, I'm on there, but I, I live myself. Yeah. And Adrian buys mobile homes. If you got a mobile home for sale in Central Florida, he's the guy. Yep. Or my wife buys them. I, I work on them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're worse for his wife. You buy it. So. Show them your shirt real quick, Adrian. I like oh. your shirt. My wife buys. Boom. There so this go. goes back to our beginning conversation of being different. I know we've gotten long-winded here, but... I made these shirts to be a little different and I was not great at approaching people. So I said, I'll make my show shirt approach them. And that's how I overcame that, that limiting belief. I appreciate that you're different and that's part of why we probably connected. And my Jeff, uh, my friend Jeff, not my Jeff friend, my friend Jeff said to me uh, in a talk we had recently that what makes you different is your power. So let's go out there, man. Let's be weird. And let's be different. I love it. All right, let's sign out. Thank you so cool. much, Adrian. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you're enjoying my podcast, then please share it with your friends. And if you think it will help someone, share it with them. 
The best way to help me in my podcast is by leaving me a rating and review. If you've done that already, I thank you so much. The more ratings, the easier it is for my podcast to be found by other listeners. Again, thank you so much. And oh, leave your Twitter or Instagram handle in your review and I will send you a message.